Okay, and we're back in five, four. Wait, you're telling me there's more? Huh. <sighs> Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Cypress Podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Anna. It's the CM Podcast. Whatever. And <laughs> we have Lucianne with us today. Good morning. Good morning. So Lucianne's here because we're going to talk about friends we've made along the way, and she's met most of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Anna, you wrote the topic. Yep, I wrote the topic. So um, Lucianne is our boss in case of you, you don't know that we we run a magazine um so it's a good thing so the first <laughs> gee thanks <laughs> oh god it's so awkward anyway who have we met what who have we met right sorry i didn't hear you so um got a list of people that we want to talk about and i guess the first one we'll talk about is um Mr. Wes Evans of Brownsville, Tennessee. He is a potter that um, started pottery later in life. He is a farmer and does several different things. He thatches chairs. Yeah, he thatches. Is that the right word, that thatching? He does the weaving for the, the chair bottoms. and I'm going to go with thatching. The, yeah, and he does plantation shutters. He didn't call it, he didn't call it thatching. He called it something else. But... Um, so we we interviewed him twenty eighteen November yeah November of twenty eighteen right I started, yeah I think so yeah I started here part time that September yeah the end of August beginning of September and he was one of the first bigger people that I met and um, <clears throat> excuse me he um, oh god it ran right out of my head. Um, he goes to Backerman's. Yeah, I actually just saw him a couple weekends ago. Oh, we did went, you? We were on the way back from Henderson, seeing somebody else we met in the magazine. And we'll be talking about her later, too. Yeah, and <laughs> we actually got some pottery from him. We got a, a chip bowl with a smaller bowl in the middle of it for salsa and stuff. Oh, he just started doing that. It's brand new. I'm super excited about it. It's a nice, oh, like, turquoise God. color. Oh, turquoise. Yeah. I love his colors. They're very rustic. And it just, I don't know, it's its not manly. I don't know how to explain it. It is manly, but it's just, it's really nice pottery. It's just well made and its it's got clean lines. he He's done a bunch of like interesting, thing too, interesting things too, like the, the salsa bowls. And then he has the... I like his left and right-handed coffee cups. I have one of those like at that. home. I actually got... Um, one of my favorite Christmas presents was a um, utensil holder. But of course, it was cypress red. Yeah. And I got that this Christmas. That's what I got. His I got his uh, right-handed coffee cup and his soup bowl with the thumb loop I for Christmas. I love it. I oh use my it. god, I love this. I do, I make. I use it for cereal because I'm not a soup person. I drink coffee out of it. <laughs> Except at Daymaker, you like their soup. Except Daymaker, their soup is great. <laughs> oh my gosh, we need to add her to the list. That was that was so. So if you want to go on to somebody else that Wes introduced us to, uh, somebody that I've kept in touch with, not a lot, but he's a, a woodworker out of uh, Brownsville. Brownsville. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. right down the street from Wes. Uh, he's actually, he moved here from London and he took woodworking in school, I think he said, mm -hmm. and started making stuff here because he 
I think couldn't get a green card. It was taking a long time. So he started making stuff for the house. Yes, um, he couldn't. He wasn't. So he. But Mark like, Gunther is his name. Yeah. Introduce him that way. Mark. Mark Mark Gunther. He has Gunther Bespoke. Um, that's what we interviewed him for. He, I think he married an American, was working on getting a work visa. Mm-hmm. And until he could get a work visa, he made stuff around the house. Then once he got it, he had his own woodworking shop. And now he's working with another company. Yeah, I, 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 when I was making the crib for my son, I asked him if he could get me some walnut because he said he could get it really cheap. And he didn't answer me for a few weeks. So I went ahead and bought some lumber for it. And uh, he said, this was during the lockdown, and he said he started working for a, a construction company or something like that so he would be right. secure. Right. So. Okay, all right. But yeah, I like so, Mark. Yeah, Mark was absolutely fantastic. He made a lot of big furniture pieces, bigger furniture pieces. Yeah, Mark's, he's real funny because he knows my name, but he doesn't know my name. <laughs> so he just keep he keeps calling me Taylor, and I'm not correcting him because he's right, but I don't know if he doesn't know my first name or what. That is so funny. That is so funny. Oh, my gosh. He, um, when we went and interviewed him, he was working on, like, a kitchen bureau or something. It was a bathroom vanity. It was a, oh, it was a bathroom vanity. It was a huge bathroom vanity. Oh my gosh! And then he had just got done making a conference table with resin, blue resin down the middle for an office in Nashville. Did it have resin in it? I thought it, I thought it had like a blue river down the center. I don't think so. I think it was just a really big slab. I love stuff like that. Me too. I don't. I'm not a big fan of resin tables. Uh, mainly, I'm just interested because I do woodworking as a hobby and someone I listened to on a different podcast brought up a really good point when those tables were first made they didn't use resin they used glass in the middle so they would cut the glass to match the shape so resin and wood are going to expand at different rates so the wood's going to expand more uh, frequently and quicker than the resin will so he brought up a point he's interested to see the next 10-15 years if the tables just explode from where the resin meets, because it's not going to really move, it's hardened plastic, and the wood breathes. So I think it's going to be interesting to see if they start separating or whatnot. That's kind of scary. Right. So if they do, people are spending thousands of dollars on these river tables, and there's a chance they're just going to explode. Going to explode. Explode. So I kind of did this list in the order that I remember the stories going in. So like it started with people that were closer to my beginning at Cyprus, and then I'm slowly working my way down the line until present day. So um, the next set of people are people I've talked on the podcast about a lot, like a lot, a lot. Um, Actually, Backerman's has like a pretty, we should talk about Backerman's real quick before I get into the next set of people. Because like a lot of these people have like ties to the Yoders. So um, Wes Evans goes to the, Backerman's every Saturday farmer's market. And then the next set of people, of course, are friends with Mark Yoder. Um, and we did a story on Backerman's for dis- January 2019. I, I was writing it when we were in California. How did you how did you get in touch with them? Because I only found out when I did the farmer's market article. What, with Backerman's? Yeah, how'd you get in touch with Backerman's? Um, actually just going there. Um, How'd you know it was there, though? I'd never, I didn't know. You'd never been to Backerman's? Not before I started working here. I didn't remember where it was, because I remember I've been before, 
but it was years and years ago and you I don't know, remember. You know, when, and just actually going with the magazine, um, you know, we go exploring a lot on the weekends or we used to and until we didn't have time anymore. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun cause you meet so many people. Um, and that's what's going in places. I think it's funny cause I've lived here my whole life and you know, more places than I do. And you've lived here for the last time. Just because yeah. you get out and go places. I thought I knew where I lived until I started working here, and I found out very quickly that I do not. <laughs> I mean, only place... I, I mean, I took 40 all the way from Memphis to Clarksville, like an hour outside Nashville. Like, I didn't know half the places I thought I knew as well as I did until <laughs> I started working here. Like, it's kind of crazy, the people and the places I've been to in the magazine. Well, and I guess that stems back from when I was a little girl. My mom loved to antique, and so we never rode, took the highway. We always took the back roads because the antique shops were on the back roads. And you know, if we'd go down the the interstate, everybody would start telling Daddy, "I'm bored, I'm bored." So we could get back on the back roads. It's just a lot more fun. It's life at a slower pace, and um, you meet a whole lot of interesting people that way. See, I've always hated car trips, though. Yeah. I've never been in car. Like if dad got off and took the back roads, I'd be three times as bored as if I was on the highway. They, they both suck. I, <laughs> even now I hate car trips. We drove to Knoxville this last weekend and I wanted to bash my skull into the steering wheel because it's just, I hate sitting still. I can't sit still for that long. That's why when you go on the back roads, if you stop a lot, yeah, I mean, when we go, I just want to get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's when you go on the interstate, but I can remember sometimes on vacation we'd go like 150 miles because mama had stopped so many times during the trip. But it was a lot of fun. They'd give me a couple of dollars and I'd find something. (laughs) (laughs) So talking about people that are on back roads of road trips, uh, Doug and Kristen are a good stop along the way. Yes, they are. Oh my gosh. If you are headed from Tipton County down to Memphis... Uh, just in general, if you're headed towards Memphis. If you're heading north and south and going through Min- Millington. <laughs> yeah. you got to stop by the Shelby Forest General Store. It's, I've said this time and time again, it's home. These are great people, and it's just a great environment. You don't find a place like that anymore, and it's so genuine. It's just, it's, Doug and Kristen are fantastic. It's, I, I just don't, I barely have words, and they just, they're real people, people persons. Yeah. And there's, they're a staple. They, people like them. They needed some help this past year. Like as everybody did because yeah. of COVID and, oh, yeah, and they asked for update. it. And then yeah. everybody, everybody helped out that they could and they're, they're doing upgrades. You said, right? Yeah, they are. So because of COVID, they don't have their indoor dining space. So they're trying to expand their outdoor dining space. They're right on the edge of the Meeman. Meeman Shelby Shelby State Forest. Meeman Shelby Forest State Park. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to get this right. Doug will kill me if I get it wrong. (laughs) And um, they are really trying to make it even more of an experience than it already was. Well, and they're still doing the live music and stuff, right? No. They hadn't been doing it. Not yet. I I imagine they'll start bringing it back soon. Yes. Especially since it was outdoors anyways. They did it on the patio. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mr. Rob Hull and the rest of the guys that, you know, do the banjo picking and the music playing, they're going to be back. There's no doubt in my mind they're going to be back because they love, they love it just as much as I do. They love 
Miss Kristen. They love Doug. They love the environment that is the Shelby Forest General Store. And they're just, they've become really great friends. And I'm just, I'm really happy to be, you know, a friend of theirs. Well, I'm glad they're expanding the outside, outdoors dining and stuff because, I mean, especially if they start the, the banjo picking back up because it's fun just to sit out there and and listen to everything and soak in the history. So while y'all were talking, I went through my phone and when we went to go do an interview, we they had actually a band there playing. Mm-hmm. And it was Mr. Rob. It was Mr. Rob. And he wrote a song about the Chubby Forest General Store. So I want to I play that real quick because I got it loaded up because I'm prepared. Today. Today, yeah. Doug was so pumped. <laughs> well, we came by um, when the Swedish film crew was there to... They were making a game show. Yeah, they were making a game show, and the question was about Justin Timberlake. Which, honestly, who the heck in Sweden is going to be like, all right, so Justin Timberlake is from this place. They're going to think Memphis. They're not going to think, oh, Meme and Shelby Forest State Park. Well, no, it's it's the Meme and Shelby Forest State Park is like... Not only on the foothills. Of okay, but they're not, they're not going to think Millington. They're not going to think they're Southern Forest. Think, they're going to think Memphis. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. If they even get to Memphis. like They got the question, yeah, right? They're, they're one of the top countries that come, I think, though. Really? Uh-huh. Germany goes to Nashville, and then they might come down to Elvis Presley because Elvis Presley was in Germany, and then they will, they'll, Yeah. Because we were in, I was talking to Anna this morning about being in London, and I was talking, we were talking to a, a cop, and he's like, "Where are you guys from?" He's, and we're like, "Oh, we're from Tennessee." And he's like, "Is that is that south?" And we're like, "Yeah, it's south." And he's like, "Okay, that's where I want to go." He said, like, "It's all guns and whiskey and bang bang." And I was like, "Yeah, basically." What <laughs> <laughs> bang bang? It's so funny. But, so funny. Because I was, I, would, I mean, he he didn't know where it was, and to me, I mean, I live here, so I, I know where it is, but. I don't know where anything is in England, so I, I didn't expect Swedes to know where a, a small town in so Tennessee. When I was in England for that month, I could not get away from Tennessee. Like there were these advertisements for Jack Daniels, and I was like, "Oh, I live like less than 150 miles away from there." And they were like, "Really?" It was it was very funny because I just I couldn't get away from it. And then all of my classmates were from Western Kentucky University. I was one of the only people from Austin P. There's like two of us. There's supposed to be like four. I didn't know anybody on the trip. And one of the professors was from Austin P too. Um, and it was like I was the only I was one of two people from Memphis. And like when I everybody would say, Oh, we're from Kentucky, and I'd be like, I'm from Tennessee. And I would get a much bigger response than the Kentucky people would. It was very funny. It was very funny. Especially at like the BBC and stuff. Because we, we took tours everywhere. It was fun. All right. We ready to go to the next one? Yeah. Who's next? All right. So a good friend of Doug and... Uh, Doug and Christy. Kristen. Chris, uh, Kristen. You know, Kristen. Yes. Christy. I'm not reading the uh, end. You're terrible. I can't read. <laughs> um, so a good friend of Doug and Miss Kristen was um, Clark Shaw. And Clark Shaw was the CEO of uh, Casey Jones Village. And he sadly 
past this uh, past November. And we talked about them a little bit last episode. Yeah, because it's it's been really hard to process. We we because we interviewed him, and then after the interview, he left for Gatlinburg, and then he got sick, was in the hospital for like a week, and then he died. Right. And then when you read the article, we wished him a get better soon because he seemed yeah. like he was doing better. He was on the mend and then it just took a downturn from there. And sadly, he passed. And I, I really feel for his son and daughter and wife because, I mean, it, it, it's affected me greatly. He was a he was a good friend. Yeah, I and mean, that's what like I said. I only met him twice, but he's very he was very welcoming and just f- friendly. Mm-hmm. Um and he was one of those larger than life people. I mean, yeah, he didn't he care who you were. He just, he just wanted to be your friend. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he he made you feel very welcome. He uh, really did, because like one of the things that I told Doug, um, I haven't really talked about when we went to um, Casey Jones, and then I went back to the Shelby Forest General Store. It was almost like a like you were getting a it, like he was Walt Disney. And Walt Disney was taking you on. He did. He wanted to show you everything. He, yeah, because he has uh, some civil rights installments. He was working on some more, and he was showing us everything. He He took us through the train station museum. The the seats he had. The Woolworth seats. His uh, Woolworth seats. Is his parents that went? His parent. His um, dad, mom, and dad. Yeah. Yeah. His dad met his mom in a Woolworth restaurant, and. She was sitting, I think she was sitting on on one of those seats. She was sitting on one of those seats. Yeah, it was great. He has their love story tied into the civil rights movement and those chairs. Because um, the college students down in Birmingham that sat on the stools and didn't get up, it was in a Woolsworth. Um, Oh, was it? It was. And um, so he's he's been able to tie it into like his own personal history and the civil rights movement. And he has several different things like that all around um, Casey Jones Village. So, of course, the village is named after the great uh, train conductor, Casey Jones. But is he really that great? He crashed the train. He was yeah, the but he saved so many people's lives. Yeah, yeah, but he was speeding. If he hadn't been speeding, he would have been able to stop. He was running late, so he started speeding, got a lead foot, couldn't stop. <laughs> Sounds kind of reckless to me. He had a rep- uh, he had a um what what's it called reputation. reputation he had a reputation he had to upheld like and look what that got him oh my gosh <laughs> you goody two shoes come on <laughs> if you don't have a little bit of dare in life what do you have safety oh shut up Scott doesn't speed <laughs> I got, at all I ever got, I got a lot of tickets in my late teens early twenties and I'm too poor to pay for them so yeah I go the speed limit. I get made fun of. They say I drive like a grandma. But you know what? I get there in one piece. Okay. So he Scott's been better recently because he got a new vehicle. His last car was his speedometer was off by five NPR. Or yeah, NPR. I, I mean Yeah. I set the, the cruise MPH. control. Yeah. yeah in, in, <laughs> in, in, my bad. NPR? I'd set the cruise control to uh to 55 and yeah everyone would blow past me like because you were so going slow. 50 i had set to 55 that's what it was going to but yeah this, your this, speedometer was wrong my car is brand new so now it should be it's, yeah it's uh, fine but i found that so weird because uh car companies will do that uh my uncle called one time because his car seemed off and he called and they're like oh the manufacturer builds in they have a, a 10 mile an hour leeway five miles down five miles up and so 
That's ridiculous. They don't have to get it perfectly right. They just get it within that range. So that's why usually if you go past a cop and you're a little bit off, they let they're all right because that is built into the car to be a little slower, a little faster. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And my truck is a couple of miles an hour slower. I think your foot's a couple of miles an hour faster. So <laughs> well, it makes up. I make up for it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. thank you to all the policemen who haven't given me a ticket. <laughs> Um, so we do have a limited time of, for who we can and will talk about. Um, we're trying to keep it short and to the point as much as possible, even though I'm long-winded, Lucy Ann's long-winded. We've been keeping it about 30 minutes, so we're doing okay. pretty good. I mean, yes, but we still have a few people to get through. We got two. No, we have one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, I only have two. Well... You didn't write down the ones from when we went through this again, so that's fine. Yeah. Um, so the next person on our list we interviewed this past summer. She is in Henderson. Henderson, yeah. She's in Henderson, owns a coffee shop, and she was one of the stops on our coffee tour. That's still going on. We're about to switch over to something else, but no, not yet. My bad. Knock on wood. <laughs> So Robin is Robin Bernard uh, owns Urban House. House. I almost forgot what it was. Yeah, Urban House. Um, It was funny when we went on the interview because she she was very protective of her image. So she's like, I didn't see all the photos, everything. She's like, and I don't blame her. She'd been burned really badly before, and so she was looking at me and she's like, Do not go behind my my counter or anything like that. And then 10 minutes later, I was behind the counter making coffee with her. Uh, it was really fun. It was a great <laughs> so, interview. So we, we all bonded really quick. And I, we still go back and uh, all the time. hang out, go get coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, She's really fun. She She's is. so she, much fun. She actually she had a, a, a Dickens festival in December that I got to be a part of. That was a lot of fun. With your woodworking. Yeah. yeah. So I would have got to do that if I didn't meet Robin. Um, she's very... She wants... Her coffee has to be, I think, more of a community than just a coffee place. And it's really fantastic because that shows in everything she's been doing. Because every time I've been, pretty much Robin has been there. And she's very... She's there every day, yeah. Yeah, she's very hands-on. And you don't see that a lot with the owner. Like, you'll have the manager that's there. I can think of a few other coffee houses that have similar atmospheres. And I don't know if it's just because we get along so well with Robin. But she's fantastic. It's... It's great. It's not that we go out of our way to see her. It's just if we're in the area, and we're in that area a lot when we go and see her. I've even taken my parents by. No, have I? Not yet. I haven't taken my parents by there yet. I the want to go. Food's good too. She's got some cinnamon rolls that are delicious. Oh my gosh! Everything I get there is really good. Well, and I like going through the drive-through. Like when I'm anytime I'm in Henderson, I'll go through their drive-through and get. If I'm going on a long longer trip. Um, I'll get a 16 ounce latte and then I'll get a small one to go to. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, uh, I love her. Coffee. We, we had an intern with us when we went to go, uh, interview her, Sierra. Yeah. We had Sierra was with us with us and Sierra, well, she hadn't had coffee or doesn't like coffee. She doesn't like, well, it's just like the mustard thing. So Sierra, <laughs> Sierra was, never had mustard. Though. That was the thing. She never had mustard. <laughs> and then we gave her. All of the mustard. <laughs> so Sierra was an intern when I was originally an intern. And she went on the mustard tour of Devil Eye. 
And she's like, I've never had mustard. And then she probably she had, had about 12 or 13 samples of mustard. She does not eat mustard. No, she does not. She, does, she um, does not. And she's not, she's, I think she's more into like teas. I'm um, not sure, but she doesn't like coffee. So Robin was trying to help her out. She's like, what do you like? Do you want something sweet? And we both got the cold brew. She's like, yeah. So she got something and Robin makes this thing called Mojo. Oh my God. It's heavy. And it's, it's her, what is creamer or something like that? A sweetened it's, milk, something like that. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so she makes it herself. She put it in there and it, Sierra was like, oh, it's yeah. not really sweet enough. So Robin put some more in. She's like, can I have a little, little, little bit more? And she's like, well, girl, you like it sweet. All right. So she put a little bit more in. And then Sierra, she just didn't like it, but she was being nice. She's like, oh, you know, this is great. And then as soon as we got home, Sierra went home, Robin called and she's like, I made it wrong. She's <laughs> like, that's, that's not the mojo. <laughs> so I had it too. And it was kind of like, it was a little sweet, but it was mostly like salty. And it was really odd. And I was like, man, this is Yeah, but you guys were just different. being so sweet and polite and not telling her that it was just, it, was, it wasn't right. Yeah, I we didn't know. Robin was so embarrassed. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe we're talking about it now. <laughs> but it was, I've been back several times since then and it's heavenly. I think that was just a one-off, really. And that's the, she said that's the only time that they've ever, and they had somebody that was new in there that put it in before it was finished. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, their mojo is really good. Actually, just like her lattes, um, plain without anything in them. So that way you can taste the coffee because her coffee is so smooth. It's great. I love I, the cold brew. I think it's a good thing we went to the coffee shop in uh, L.A. first because when we went to that coffee shop, it was an authentic coffee. You order a latte or something like that. It's not going to be this giant drink. It's going to be two shots with some milk in it. And Anna got a, uh, macchiato. a macchiato that and was she was horrible. expecting, I think, a Starbucks macchiato yes. instead of what it was the two shots and uh she thought it was awful it was um but it's the kind of coffee shop robin runs is an authentic coffee house everything so i think anna was a little more prepared oh my gosh to order it was so good like she does two shots of espresso in every drink or something right and 16 ounce whatever espresso espresso yeah whatever so lucy and you're the one that gave me the Urban House story. How did you find out about Urban House? I found out about it from Norma. Who's Norma? Norma Meister. She owns Front Street Farmhouse, okay. which is this really unique little um, eclectic shop. I had dropped some magazines off. Um, she wasn't there, and they were taking them to, to see if she would like to have them in her shop. And she that happens ca- a lot with us. I know. <laughs> and she called me a day or so later, and we talked a good hour and a half on the phone just about what Cypress is, what our goals are, and and what we're doing with the magazine. And um, she gave me all kinds of story leads, and and has continued to do so. Uh, and she also has a is one of the places that actually has a rack with some back issues in it so people can go there to her shop. Oh, I forgot to talk about that with Doug and Mr. Yeah, they do too. We've got three or four places like that across our area. Um, But people can go back and get earlier editions and things like that. We need to list those at the end of the podcast. Yeah. So talking about uh, Front Street, um, they all all the stores in Henderson seem to be very cohesive. They all seem Mm -hmm. like... 
if you go to stores out here, none of them like try to match each other. They don't like, they, I feel like they don't flow. Henderson, I feel like is all just like one big, oh, you like also, it's like the same shop divided into different places. They all seem styled a, a, kind of the same. Like they, they tried to work together to make it they seem. They have the same feel, but they don't have the same stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it feels. It's, it's a very close community. I think it's, it's a little bit smaller than our area that we're Covington, Tipton County. It, because remember we talked to the uh, Mr. Schnookum at Schnookum mm-hmm. Steakhouse, and he was very adamant about you know Henderson is a small town. We have quite a few people here now, but the main contingent are all the local people who have grown up here. Right, right. and that's what the 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 grandson that owns it now mm-hmm. originally just wanted to open another location, and his granddad told him no. He's like, just buy it, this one. He's like. The the Snookums is is here. He's it like it works here. He's like people drive out of their way to come see us. He's like no. He's like just buy it. I want to so. go back so bad. Oh my god! Right, we didn't get to eat there, but it looks so <sighs> good. I'm gonna have to take my dad or my grandfather or something. Oh, to die for. Yeah, and that's that's something with all of our restaurants that we've done. Um, I love the fact that that they're good restaurants. You know, they are, and we've tested them. Um, we've gone when people don't know who we are and have you know, tested out the food, tested out the service to see if they're, they're unquote, unquote, unquote worthy to go in the magazine. Right. Cypress approved. Yeah. Cypress approved. There you go. Um, <laughs> we need to get some stickers cut. So oh we, my gosh, that would be when awesome. we go, we leave, we just throw it up in the window. <laughs> Oh, window cleans would be fantastic. <laughs> okay, Scott, you're a oh resident bottle maker. <laughs> we could do that for the coffee tour too. Yeah. We could do coffee tour stop number one for like Martin's and then coffee tour stop number three for... Um, we could. Humboldt, yeah. I thought it was funny. Uh, there's an internet show called Good Mythical Morning and eh. they came to Memphis and they did a barbecue contest. They went to all the different barbecue spots that you need to go to Memphis. And... I think the one that wound up winning was Central Barbecue. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, and so at the end of the episode, they threw a sticker on the window, like, you know, GMM approved or something like that and left. And after the episode, like, oh, let's go to Central. So we went down there and the sticker was gone. And I mean, <laughs> Central didn't care. They, it's so like, sad. they probably just ripped it right off. They're like, oh, whatever, barbecue. <laughs> Well, their, their barbecue is good anyway, but... Yeah, I like other places better than Central, but... Mm-hmm. I like... What's the one... Uh, uh, the... In Giltage? The, the Royals came when they... Oh, Rendezvous. I like Rendezvous. So... See, I like Interstate better than Rendezvous. Interstate's good. I mean, it's so I, it's so hard to get, to get bad barbecue, even if the barbecue's bad. I know good. the family that owns Rendezvous. So I worked with, um, at one of the law firms I worked at, actually the last one, Miss um, Linda Nix, her grandmother is the one that started it. They're all Greek. The family that owns the Rendezvous is like Greek Orthodox. Hmm. And, um, well, I think Miss Linda was. I think the rest of them are just Greek. And... Um, it's pretty cool. We're getting off topic. Sorry. What's blue but not quite as heavy? What? What's what's blue but not as heavy? Light blue. All right. Who's next on our list? <laughs> what? You've totally blown out his mind. Come on. Get back on topic. <laughs> okay. Um, so the next person on our list is uh Dana Hodge, the owner of Nature's Pup Bakery. 
out of Jackson. She um, is fantastic. I She's a lot really... of fun. She, when we pulled up, I instantly I was like, I know this woman. I, I have met her somewhere. <laughs> and it wasn't probably until about 30 minutes in the episode, uh, not episode, episode the interview. interview that we started talking about Robin. And I was like, oh, I was, like, I, I was actually just there in December. And she's, she looked at me and she went, you had the baby there, right? And I was like, yeah. And she went Ran out of the room. into her kitchen. Came back with one of the things I made. And I was like, yeah, that's me. And she's like, ah, okay, I thought you looked familiar. So we, we had already previously met and didn't know it. She bought something from each of the vendors there. And absolutely, she didn't she want to get like another one of your, yeah, she wanted to get another one of your spatula. But she got the last one. Yeah, she got the last one. Yeah. And she gave me and you some sample treats um, to give to the pups in our lives. You gave Sophie some. Mm, she's the only dog I got. So, yeah. Yeah. And then I gave some to one of my neighbors. And then I gave some to a secretary at somebody I deliver to on in my Mill- in my Millington route. Um, and then... I gave the rest of them to my aunt and uncle for their Chihuahua Mini. And Dana, she posted a picture onto her Facebook of Minnie eating the treat. It made me very I, happy. I, I, I want to bring it up because I know at least her boyfriend listens. I don't know if he listens. My sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. We have so many freaking treats in the house because my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law buy treats when they're in town. And I still have like six bags of treats on top of the fridge from when my mother-in-law was here this summer. She's like, oh, Sophie needs treats. And she just keeps buying them and buying them and buying them. And she's like the same with me. I had a Toblerone around her like once. I have probably nine in my pantry right now. Bring me a Toblerone. I will bring you oh all of them. Oh my God, I love Toblerone. I've cut out like all like junk food because I'm losing weight. Obviously. And they're just sitting in the fridge and she, every box she sends, like she's sending us a package now. I imagine there'll be a Toblerone in there. So I'm so excited. I'm very appreciative Anna, don't don't snitch on me. I'm very appreciative of Toblerones, <laughs> but I don't need the Toblerones. Well, Anna has um, Nigel, so like, oh, I yeah. can't believe she didn't take any treats with her. I mean, she does, but oh. still just have a bunch. You just have a bunch. So we're going to, okay, so the next person on our list, we're going to have to start speeding through these, is David Gwynn, the Tipton County historian. He, um. No, I've never met, I mean, I know who David is, but I've never met David. You haven't? I haven't had a chance to spend time with him. He's been in the office, but we haven't like met. I haven't okay. I haven't had an interview with him or anything. Just I had to talk to so him. so much fun. Oh my gosh. I took a tour of Tipton County with him for my total leadership class. Learned so much. Oh my gosh. That was so much fun. And then he helped me with my Randolph series. I was gonna bring that up. We we're we're trying to find an old powder magazine that's buried in some woods. Um, Take it, Scott. Do you have to bring this up? I do. And Anna's like, it's this way. It's this way. And it was just like a sheer drop off to the bottoms. And she's like, well, this is where we went. I was like, he did not bring a tour group to jump off a cliff. I was like, it's it's not here. She's like, no, 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 it is. And I told her, I was like, I'm not going down there. I was like, I'll give you my camera. And she was just getting all butthurt about it. And she decided, no, no, no. We'll, we'll look somewhere else. And then it was like I turned, five feet I, to the yeah. left. I turned and, around. I did a 360. But it was like a 12 foot just sheer me. drop. And I was like, he didn't make you guys jump off of this and climb back up. <laughs> he was right. Well, and there's two ways to get there. One of them's a... Um, Through this person's yard, yeah. which and is then, why we went. And then the other one is where you go and it's it's got a sheer drop off to one side. Yeah. 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 But she was just so adamant about it. She's like, this is what this is where it is. And it's we 
turned around and it was just right there. Yep. I was, uh, yeah, pigheaded. Uh, next person on our list is... She moves to the next person really quick. Yep, sure am. Next person <laughs> on our list is Miss Ginny Acri of uh, Hornbeak? No. Randolph? Uh, Real Foot? Real Foot. Well, she's in Hornbeak. No, Hornbeak. She is on the lake. Okay, so it is real. Uh, yeah, real, real foot. Like literally on the lake. Right. I'm thinking Tiptonville, real foot, and then yeah, Hornbeak. My bad. My bad. Miss Jenny's so sweet. Oh, she's fantastic. We did her house for the magazine because she has a live cedar guest room. No. Yes. Cypress. Live cypress. Live, yeah. And the, the walls are covered with just planks of wood, and it smells so fantastic. Yeah, it's great. And then she took us on real foot for a tour for the Pelican Festival. That was a lot of fun. She, I brought my wife and son, and she was ecstatic to have Jamie there. She just was holding him, and Jamie likes to spit up on people, and he spit up all over. And Alice was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." And she's like, "Honey, I hope it's not the last time." She's like, "I love babies." And she, <laughs> she was so excited for him to be there. It was such a fun. She's so much fun, and I, so her husband is um, Judge Acre, and. It was so great because everybody that I know obviously knows him because he's a judge. So it was it was great getting to talk about going to his house and taking a ride around the lake with his wife and it was it was tons of fun. I just I really enjoy the acres. They're good friends. And last but not least, someone that's gonna be featured in our April issue. Is that the one we're working on right now? April? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Is Mr. Travis. What's McLean? McLeish. McLeish. Mr. Travis McLeish, a good friend of Lucien's. Yes. He was in your it West Star. In our group? West Star group, yeah. Um, and that's that's such a neat program because you meet so many people and you develop really good relationships. I mean, you're with them all year. And, uh, Anna still hasn't graduated. I still have not. Well, I was COVID canceled it. Yeah. Oh, you were yeah. in total yeah. right, not different group. No, yeah, different group. Same, same premise, different. Yeah, group. you have to do your county leadership before you can do the West Tennessee oh, leadership. Okay. But so who's who's Travis? Travis is the director for the um, Paris Henry County Chamber, and he is just this. He's another person that's one of those larger than life people. Um, he knows everybody, can help you do anything. He's just just a really good guy. Yeah, I don't I haven't met him yet. We're going but we're interviewing for this issue. No, you met him at the Paris Fish Fry for I thought that was the mayor. No, he he's the, not the mayor. No? No. No. No, that was Travis. I don't know who you're talking about then. The first time that I I met him after the the West Art group, um, he took me to to meet to Sweet Jordan's to meet um Tammy and Brad. Or Tommy and Brad, rather. Oh, my gosh. I love Sweet Jordan. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, that's a fun place to go. What was that? Why are you doing that? I can hear I, did, that. I didn't know that I was going to pick up. That was my bad. It's um, like a dog uh, looking. Has uh, Sweet Jordans, they've, have they gotten their stuff figured out with the... Yeah, it's a lot better. It's, Good. Uh, I, but it's not... So they're planning on um, doing a nonprofit so this never happens again. That's it's called good. Friends of Sweet Jordans, and they're going to use the nonprofit to hire the helpers that the special team members need. Um, that's something I tried to touch on in the update we did, the COVID nineteen update. But it was it was a very you, you have to explain it, and there were not enough words to no, explain what's not. going on. All right, 
So we usually talk about what we're up to, but we're out of time. Really far into this. This is going to be a long one. Um, what are we at? So I mean, before I cut out our nonsense talking, we're at forty-five minutes. So we'll probably end up being at forty. So before we go, Lucianne, is there anything you want to say? Um, make sure you go to the. Make sure you're talking into the mic. Really? <laughs> oh, you you cut out so. Make sure you go to the um, Vintage Walk Through the Garden that benefits care this month. Uh, the dates are, well, it's April 24th from 10 to 3. It's at the Rose Garden in Covington. Um, it is, if you've never been there, it is absolutely magical. And it's something that you'll, you'll want to do again and again. You only get to go there twice a year, and once in the spring and once in the fall for the cannery in the fall. Um, but... You will certainly enjoy it. All right. Well, that's it for this one. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, like, leave a comment on iTunes, Spotify, whatever you're listening to on our website, cypressmagazine.com or cypressmag.com. Cypressmag.com. Slash podcast. Slash podcast. And then um, find us on our Instagram, the CM. CM Podcast. And that's our handle. So please follow us. We need more follows. <laughs> All right. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>